Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. This is day 988 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer your questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Today is our 15th episode in a series delving into what makes each of us respond differently to life situations and circumstances. Understanding ourselves and how others may interpret life through their own paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This empathy can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. If you've missed any of the past 14 Friday series, I would recommend going back and listening to them or read the wisdom journals. As a review, the tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine, and Gram refers to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's Wisdom Journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's Wisdom Journal a copy of the Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of this, Click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal located on our website at wisdom-trek.com. I would also recommend the book, The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. In the first seven episodes in this series, we explored how the Enneagram system works and then presented an overview of the nine personality types. Since then, we have taken a different personality type each week on a deep dive. First, we looked at the reformer, then the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, and the enthusiast. This week, we will explore type number eight, the challenger. Next week, we will focus on the final type, type number nine, the peacemaker. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend that you read the Wisdom Journal each Friday and see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, Keep in mind, it is still only a tool and cannot replace or usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for all the decisions and actions that we make in life, and they must be in harmony with God's precepts. So the question for the next several weeks will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So today, let's look at the Enneagram system, type number eight, the Challenger. The Challenger, they're powerful, the dominating type. They're self-confident, decisive, willful, but can also be confrontational. Let's look at type eight in brief. Eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight-talking, and decisive, but can also be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel that they must control their environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers and allows themselves to become vulnerable. At their best, though, eights are self-mastering. 
They use their strengths to improve others' lives, becoming heroic, magnanimous, and inspiring. Type number eight's basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Their basic desire is to protect themselves, to be in control of their lives and their destinies. Enneagram 8 with a 7 wing is referred to as the Maverick. Enneagram 8 with a 9 wing is referred to as the Bear. Their key motivations. They want to be self-reliant, to prove their strengths and resist weakness, to be important in their world, to dominate their environment, and to stay in control of their situation. The meaning of arrows for type number 8. When moving in the direction of disintegration or stress, Self-confident eights suddenly become secretive and fearful like unhealthy fives. However, when moving in the direction of integration or growth, even lustful and controlling eights become more open-hearted and caring like a healthy two. So let's look at a detailed overview of type number eight, the challenger. We have named personality type number eight, the challenger, because of all the types, eight enjoys taking on challenges themselves as well as giving others opportunities that challenge them to exceed themselves in some way. Eights are charismatic and have a physical and psychological capacity to persuade others to follow them into all kinds of endeavors, from starting a company to rebuilding a city, to running a household, to raging wars, to making peace. Eights have enormous willpower and vitality, and they feel most alive when they are exercising the capacities in the world. They use their abundant energy to affect change in their environment, to leave their mark on it, but also to keep the environment, and especially the other people, from hurting them or those that they care about. At an early age, eights understand that this requires strength, will, persistence, and endurance, qualities that they develop in themselves and which they look for in others. Here's our first example. Thayer is a stockbroker who has worked intensively on understanding her type 8 personality. She recounts a childhood incident where she could clearly see the development of this pattern. And this is what she says. Much of my tenacity and toughness comes from my dad. He always told me not to let anyone push you around. It was not okay to cry. I learned to master my weaker side early on. At the tender age of eight, a huge horse ran away with me. When an adult finally caught up with the horse, I resolutely dismounted without a tear. I could tell my father was proud. Eights do not want to be controlled or allow others to have power over them, which is their basic fear, whether the power is psychological, sexual, social, or financial. Much of their behavior is involved in making sure that they retain or increase whatever power they have for as long as possible. An eight may be a general or a gardener, a small businessman or a mogul, a mother of a family or a superior in a religious community. No matter, being in charge and leaving their imprint on their sphere is uniquely characteristic of them. Eights are the true rugged individualists on the Enneagram. More than any other type, they stand alone. They want to be independent and resist being indebted to anyone. They often refuse to give in to any social convention and they feel they can defy fear, shame, and concern about the consequences of their actions. Although they are usually aware of what people think of them, they do not let the opinions of others sway them. They go about their business in steely determination that can be awe-inspiring or even intimidating to others. Although to some extent eights fear physical harm, far more important to their fear is being disempowered or controlled in some way. 
Eights are extraordinarily tough and can absorb a great deal of physical punishment without complaint. A double-edged blessing since often they take their health and stamina for granted and overlook the health and well-being of others as well. Yet they are desperately afraid of being hurt emotionally and will use their physical strength to protect their feelings and keep others at a safe emotional distance. Beneath this tough facade is vulnerability, although it has been covered over by many layers of emotional armor. Thus, eights are extremely industrious, but at the price of losing emotional contact with many people in their lives. Those close to them may become increasingly dissatisfied with the state of affairs, which confounds the eights. A common example for eights would sound like this. I don't understand what my family is complaining about. I bust my hump to provide for them. Why are they disappointed with me? When this happens, eights feel misunderstood and may distance themselves further. In fact, beneath their imposing exterior, eights often feel hurt and rejected, although this is something they seldom talk about and they have trouble admitting their vulnerability to themselves, let alone anyone else. Because they fear that they will be rejected, such as divorced, humiliated, criticized, fired, or harmed in some way, eights attempt to defend themselves by rejecting others first. The result is that the average eight becomes blocked in their ability to connect with people or to love since love gives others power over them, reawakening their basic fear. The more eights build up their ego in order to protect themselves, the more sensitive they become to any real or imaginary slight to their self-respect, authority, or preeminence. The more they attempt to make themselves impervious to hurt or pain, whether physical or emotional, the more they shut down emotionally and become hardened and rock-like. When eights are emotionally healthy, however, they have the resourceful can-do attitude as well as a steady inner drive. They take the initiative to make things happen with great passion in their lives. They are honorable and authoritative, natural leaders who have a solid commanding presence. Their groundedness gives them an abundant common sense as well as the ability to be decisive. Eights are willing to take the heart, knowing that any decision cannot please everyone. But as much as possible, they want to look after the interests of the people in their charge without playing favorites. They use their talents and fortitude to construct a better world for everyone in their lives. Next, let's look at the levels of development for the Type 8, the Challenger. If you remember, these are in three categories, with three different levels within each category. Let's start out with the healthy category. At level 1, which is when 8s are at their best, they become self-restrained and magnanimous, merciful and forbearing, mastering self through the self-surrender to a higher authority, courageous, willing to put self in serious jeopardy to achieve their vision and have lasting influence, they may achieve true heroism and historical greatness. As they move to level two, they are self-assertive, self-confident, and strong. They have learned to stand up for what they need and want. They have a resourceful, can-do attitude with a passionate inner drive. As they move to level three, they're decisive, authoritative, and commanding. The natural leaders that others look up to. They take initiative, they make things happen, they champion people. They're a provider, a protective, and honorable, carrying others with their own strength. As they move into the average category at level four, we see that self-sufficiency, financial independence, and having enough resources are an important concern. They become enterprising, pragmatic, rugged individualists. They're wheeler dealers. 
They're risk takers, hardworking, denying their own emotional needs. As they move down to level five, they begin to dominate their environment, including others. They want to feel that others are behind them, supporting their efforts. They become swaggering, boastful, forceful, and expansive. They want to be the boss whose word is law. They become proud, egocentric, want to impose their will and vision on everything, not seeing others as equals or treating them with respect. As they slide to level six, they become highly combative and intimidating to get their way. They can be confrontational, belligerent, creating adversity within relationships. Everything's a test of wills, and they will not back down. They use threats or revisals to get obedience from others. They keep others off balance and insecure. However, unjust treatments make others feel and resent them, possibly also band together against them. And as they move into the unhealthy category at level 7, they defy any attempt for others to control them. They become completely ruthless, dictatorial, might makes right. They become the criminal or outlaw, the renegade or the con artist. They're hard-hearted, immoral, and potentially violent. And as they slide to level 8, they develop delusional ideas about their power. They think they're invincible, the ability to prevail, the megalomania, feeling omnipotent and vulnerable, recklessly overextending themselves. As they move to the lowest level, level 9, if they get in danger, they may brutally destroy everything that has not conformed to their will rather than surrendering to anyone else. They're vengeful, barbaric, murderous. They have psychopathic tendencies, which generally corresponds to an antisocial personality disorder. Next, let's look at some personal growth recommendation for the Enneagram Type 8, The Challenger. It goes against the grain, but act with self-restraint. You show true power when you forbear from asserting your will with others, even though you could. Your real power lies in your ability to inspire and uplift people. You are at your best when you take charge and help everyone through a crisis. Few will take advantage of you when you are caring. You will do more to secure the loyalty and devotion of others by showing the greatness of your heart than you could ever display with raw power. It is difficult for eights, but learn to yield to others, at least occasionally. Often little is really at stake, and you can allow others to have their ways without fear of sacrificing your power or your real needs. The desire to dominate everyone all the time is a sign that your ego is beginning to inflate. It's a danger signal that more serious conflicts with others are inevitable. Remember, the world is not against you. Many people in your life care about you and look up to you. But when you are in your own fixation, you do not make this easy for them. Let in the affection that is available. Doing this will not make you weak, but will confirm the strength and support in yourself and in your life. Also remember that by believing that others are against you and reacting against them, you tend to alienate them and confirm your own fears. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Take stock of people who are truly on your side and let them know how important they are to you. Eights typically want to be self-reliant and depend on no one, but ironically, they depend on many people. For example, you may think that you are not dependent on your employees because they depend on you for their jobs. You could dismiss them at any time and hire other workers. Everyone is expendable in your little kingdom, except for you. But the fact is that you are dependent on others to do their jobs too, especially if your business concern grows beyond what you are able to manage alone. 
but if you alienate everyone associated with you, you will eventually be forced to employ only the most compliant and untrustworthy operatives. When you do, you will have reason to question their loyalty and fear of losing your position. The fact is that whether in your business world or in your domestic life, your self-sufficiency is largely an illusion. Eights typically overvalue power. Having power, whether through wealth or position, or simple brute force, allows them to do whatever they want, to feel important, to be feared and obeyed. But those who are attracted to you because of your power do not love you for yourself, nor do you love or respect them. While they may be the Faustian bargain that you have made, you will nevertheless have to pay the price that whatever power you accumulate will inevitably be at the cost of you both physically and emotionally. That is some sound advice for type number eight, the challenger. And that will conclude our focus on personality type number eight, the challenger. But I have a word of encouragement from God's word for those of you who are in Enneagram type number eight. And this comes from Romans chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Ramp episode. We will specifically explore in depth the final number, Enneagram number 9, The Peacemaker. The information that we explore will allow you to unlock who you are as we travel on our trek of life and discover more about yourself and others as you impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable for living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to and in the past 987 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal each day. And as we take this trek of life Together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey. And then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.